Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very humid Indianapolis, Indiana. We got a lot of sports to talk about here tonight, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris so we can get right to it. Okay. Well, yes, we have a busy night here, and we have a new panelist. We have uh, had two weeks off. We were last on on June 30th, but here it is, July 14th of 2019, show number 49, and we're getting up near our one-year mark. We started August 5th of last year, so we're going to celebrate our year anniversary in about three weeks, and they haven't thrown us off the air yet, and it's amazing. We've also got a new panelist, and he was on our first show, been on another couple shows in between. Robert from California has now joined us. He is no longer on his boxing, the boxing podcast that he was before, so he is going to be with us uh, on this show. He's also going to be uh, a, a contributor to, to all things radio on Thursday evening. And uh, Robert, I think I should first uh, just to get people used to your voice and uh, what's going on this evening. Well, I'm glad to be here. I've, I've always wanted to be a regular part of the show, and now I'm going to be able to. And uh, I feel good about that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, we do too. And yeah. he, he's really good on boxing, as you can imagine, because he did that podcast. But he's also very good on hockey and, uh, and knows a lot of, about it, a lot of other sports. And, uh, you know, so it, it broadens the panel, makes it a little bit better and a little uh, easier for me. I was trying to do the hockey by myself, and I wasn't always sure I was saying the right thing. But between us, we'll cover that. And we've got a lot of other things to cover. And we're going to get started with uh, what we're going to cover tonight. First, uh, we're going to, of course, hear Sean with his facts and figures. Then we're going to do Wimbledon really quickly. Then we're going to do baseball, a lot of baseball tonight. We haven't been here in two weeks, and of course, a lot happens as you get towards the trading deadline and all that. We're then going to switch over to the NBA. We're going to do some NFL news. Of course, there's some obituaries we need to throw in there, and I think a lot of times people don't necessarily know about these things until we mention them here. I've had a couple of people say that. By the way, I saw one of our regular listeners Jay from South Florida when we when I was at, uh, in Rochester, and he thought we did a very good job, and he really listens every week. I don't think he listens live. He might be tonight because he said there wasn't that much sports now this time of the year. But he says, you guys are on against a lot of other stuff, and we know that. But uh, hey to Jay uh, in South Florida, and uh, good to know somebody's out there. Anyway, so um, go ahead, Sean, do your thing. All right, well, that's why at the end I will tell you how you can listen if you're not listening live, which I know a majority of our people are. But just remember, you can call in if you want to chime in at any time, 646-876-9923, or download your Zoom app. And then when you're there, uh, enter in the code 287-723-4600, hit pound key twice, star six mutes you, unmute you, star nine raises your hand on the phone, Alt-Y on your computer and the More button on your smartphone. That's how you do that. Also, we have a new way. This should have been done a year ago, but that was on me. I will own up. We have a new way you can interact with us because, well, uh, the place where we're leaving voicemail is down. Uh, um, we're not going into that. But, down but for a couple more we weeks. Have, or, or, we'll yeah, yeah anyway. down, but, and probably that box is going to be down for, well, we're not going we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Anyway. And anyway, we have a way you can interact with us and actually respond. We have dialogue throughout the week, 712-432-3642. Hit five from the main menu. Go to bulletin board number nine. Is it our sports lounge board? You can interact, uh, get all the scores, schedules, all kinds of stuff out there. Uh, also, board 10 on that same number is Larry and Jimmy's football contest. And... Combat sports, boxing, MMA, wrestling, all that stuff is board 11. So check all those out. That is an easy way to interact with us. And we, you don't have to wait till next week. We'll respond to you as soon as we hear the message. We'll respond. Now, granted, message is going reverse. So, you know, you just work. And, you know, hey, we, we do a good job of deleting. But anyway, a uh, couple other things. Real quick, let's get Wimbledon out of the way. Uh, we had a... Historic event happened today in Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic 
Novak Djokovic defeated uh, Roger Federer, number one and number two seed in Wimbledon. He uh, defeated him, and they went to the first ever fifth set tiebreaker in Wimbledon history. The fir- the very first ever. Uh, now Djokovic has won, and he won 16 Grand Slams. Uh, Rafael Nadal has 18. Roger Federer has 20. Back today with McEnroe, Connors, all of that. They were too busy beating each other up, so they didn't. You know, they didn't have... Yeah, the, uh, Sean, the, those three individuals hold the all-time record for most... They hold, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they hold the all-time record, but it, it set a record for the longest ever, the longest ever Wimbledon finals match. It was the, the first ever fifth set tiebreaker. So a lot of history. And of course... And it, was over five hours. it was over five hours long. That five is hours correct. and 15 minutes, I think. Now, um, and, keep one thing in and, mind. Well, keep one thing in mind. Wimbledon has had longer matches, but never this long in the final match. Okay. Yeah, not in the finals, no. Not in the finals. This, this is a story. And of course, yesterday, Serena went down and I mean, the girl, the girl, Simona, I can't remember Hallop. her name. Halep. Halep, yeah. She just tore Serena up. I mean, I've got to say that. And she did it in yeah. 55 minutes, so it wasn't even close. Yeah, today did no, they run out of tea? That no, was, you, my question, did they run out of tea? That's what I want to know. That's no, the they didn't run out of tea, but speaking oh, no, of tea, we do have to... We, they they had plenty of, of tea and plenty of other stuff flowing. Okay, Chris. good. Yeah, and, and speaking of tea, we do have to congratulate the women's soccer team, you know, after what they did in the final, you know, uh, drinking tea, uh, doing a tea drinking after the beating. we got to congratulate them. They won the World Cup. They they sealed their argument as far as uh, possibly getting equal pay. Hopefully, hopefully they sealed their argument. But I remember we'll see what happens soccer. with that. International yeah. Soccer is the most corrupt organization next to the International Olympic Committee and the Tour de France people, but anyway. But okay. let's get on to, that covers a lot of that. Let's get on to some baseball. We, we had a bunch yeah. of baseball the last week. We do. We did the All right. game, but some other stuff. Yep. So we'll, let's start with the standings and scoreboard, and, on, and then we'll get into some of the stuff that happened over the last two weeks. These are the standings going into today's action. Uh, in the American League East, the Yankees at 58-32. and 32. Tampa Bay fifty four and forty, so they would be twenty. We're six games out. The Red Sox fifty and forty two, uh, nine games out. Toronto thirty five and fifty eight, and Baltimore, the wonderful Orioles, are twenty two and sixty uh, sixty four. Uh, uh, shouldn't be tw- shouldn't that be twenty eight and sixty four? Twenty eight. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a t- yes, yeah, so that thought as well. Twenty eight and sixty four. You're right. Yeah, we don't want to cheat the Orioles <laughs> in the Central. They Minnesota need every win they can get. They that's do. Right. Yes. Minnesota, it's fifty-eight, thirty-three. Cleveland, fifty and forty, and there, uh, that's a seven and a half game lead there. Chicago, forty-two and forty-six. Kansas City, thirty-two and sixty-one, and Detroit, uh, twenty-eight and fifty-nine. In the West, we have Houston at fifty-eight and thirty-five. Oakland at fifty-two and forty-one. They made it a race as is Texas because uh, remember back in the, about a month ago it was about eleven game lead. Now they're within striking distance. Texas is at fifty and forty-three or was going into today. Yeah. The Angels at forty-seven and forty-six. Seattle at thirty-nine and fifty-seven. In the National League, Atlanta, very hot Atlanta Braves, fifty-six and thirty-seven. Washington, <clears throat> and they we got to give them a tip of the hat. They were down about seven games under five hundred, uh, or maybe six weeks ago. They're now at seven games over five hundred or were today at forty-nine and forty-two. Philadelphia at uh, forty-seven and forty-five. <clears throat> the Mets forty-one and fifty-one. Miami thirty-four and fifty-six. In the uh, always crazy National League Central, uh, which, as I said to uh, my friend Rick, reminds me of the 1973 American League uh, National League East uh, that had like 84 wins for the championship. That's maybe what we get here. We have uh, going in uh, today, the Cubs were at 49 and 43. Milwaukee was 48 and 45, a game and a half out. Um, The Cardinals were at 45 and 45, three out. Pittsburgh, 44 and 47 at four and a half. And Cincinnati, 42 and 47 at five. So everybody's in it. And in the West, we have the Dodgers at 61 and 33. Arizona, <clears throat> excuse me, 47 and 46. So the Dodgers now have the biggest lead in, in baseball, 13 and a half going into today. Colorado, 45 and 46. San Diego, 45 and 47. San Francisco, who's been playing better lately at 42 and 49. 
in on Sunday's action. We had Tampa Bay over Baltimore four to one, and we almost had a uh, combined perfect game. We had a combined no hitter earlier, but we almost had a combined perfect game. But the Orioles were able to get uh, get some hits and uh, <clears throat> pushed across the run, so no perfect game, but it did get to the ninth inning. And, and, by, and for the record, Chris, we've never had a combined perfect game. Never no. has it been done. I, and for the record, I have to say these combined things are a little like kissing your sister as far as yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But I, it is what it is. We're going to talk we, about that. We'll have to talk about that. Actually, I, I, uh, maybe not this week. We'll talk about there's certainly an unfair uh, scoring thing with baseball where the first pitcher in one of these bullpen games or openers or whatever cannot win the game. And then that's not right as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to do this, I think you need to change that. Anyway, Yankees beat Toronto 4-2. to two. Cleveland over Minnesota, four to three. <clears throat> Philadelphia salvaged the final game of that series. Washington won the first two, beating uh, the Nationals four to three. The Mets beat Miami six to two. St. Louis over Arizona five to two. The Cubs beat the Pirates eight to three to sweep that series. So it was a good uh, good weekend for the Cubs. And was, again, we were talking about the Pirates were as was is the rest of the division right on their tail when the weekend began. Detroit over Kansas City twelve to eight. San Francisco San Francisco beat Milwaukee eight to three. Colorado over Cincinnati ten to nine. Uh, Houston beat Texas twelve to four. Oakland beat Chicago on a walk off throwing error three to two. And Atlanta beat San Diego four to one to sweep uh, the uh, Padres. It's the first time the Braves have swept the Padres since two thousand six. They said. And the Angels beat Seattle six to uh, six to three. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let me just run down the current wild card standings because we always try before to get you, them before you updated. do that. Chris, before you do that, Chris, uh, right now the Dodgers are leading the Red Sox in the top of the third. It is three to two. Okay, that was three to two after one, and it looked like it, and it may still be a pretty wild game. There's a lot of crazy. It seems to be one of those strange, crazy nights at Fenway. So we'll see about that. The Dodgers got three runs on one hit, a three-run homer. The Red Sox, I think, got their two runs on five hits in the in the uh, bottom of the inning. So we'll see what happens. So for the American League, the top wild card team is Tampa Bay, and this includes the current action after today. Tampa Bay at fifteen over. Oakland at 12 over is the number two wild card. So today, if they were to, if the season were to end today, they would meet at Tampa Bay and settle that wild card game. But we've got some teams right behind them. Cleveland 11 over, so half a game out. And remember, you look at who the second wild card is when you can compute that. The Red Sox going into tonight's action, eight out. Of course, they are playing the Dodgers tonight. Texas six out, uh, six over, I should. Red Sox eight over. Texas six over. The Angels are two over. And White Sox had a very damaging weekend uh, this weekend. They lost the three games to the A's. And now they're uh, five under, and that's eight and a half out. So uh, they uh, are on the brink. In the National League, the Washington Nationals that we were talking about are now the top wildcard team. Who would have believed that about two weeks ago or three weeks ago? They're at six over. Philadelphia is three over, so they're the second wild card. And then right after them, there's a log jam. Milwaukee is two over, a half a game out. St. Louis, one over, a game out. Arizona, zero, game and a half. Colorado, zero, game and a half. San Diego, minus three, so three out. Pittsburgh, minus four, three and a half out. San Francisco, minus six, so that'd be, what, four and a half? And Cincinnati, minus six, also at four and a half. So quite a lot of uh, contenders for the wild card in uh, in baseball. And then, uh, Perry, why don't you run down uh, the trades that we had the last couple of days? Uh, we'll do that. We'll do, there's a few stories here we've had, and let me run them down for you real quick. Number one, uh, it was the Kansas City Royals did call up their number one prospect, Bubba Starling from Omaha, this weekend. So Bubba Starling is making his debut for the Royals. Uh, Bob Gibson, the uh, 83-year-old uh, great Cardinal pitcher from the 60s, has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers go to Bob Gibson. And the trades, let's get to them. The uh, Red Sox acquired Andrew Kashner from the Orioles for a couple of uh, minor leaguers. These were not top prospects by any means, but uh, for two minor leaguers. And then today, the Royals traded Homer Bailey to the A's for a minor leaguer. Again, not one of their top players. Apparently, Homer Bailey was warming up in the bullpen 
but he was notified that this was going to go yeah. down. So I was listening to the Tiger announcers, and they were very happy because he's always been trouble for the Tigers. They said <laughs> they were very happy to see a, a bullpen game instead of Homer Bailey yes. today. Yeah, he was supposed to pitch today, so, so he'll right. probably pitch Tuesday or Wednesday. I heard uh, Wednesday. Bob, this, Bob Melvin has already said he's going to pitch Wednesday. So. Yeah. Okay. And this now tell me about Andrew Kashner because I'm not too familiar with him as a Red Sox fan. Um, he's a kind of a middle of the road pitcher. He's not going to be your number one starter by any means. He was uh, be more of a four or five starter. And he's been yeah. with several teams already. He's been with San Diego. He's been with Texas. He's been with Baltimore. Uh, this Cubs. Apparently, he's had a, he's having a good year this year, though. Yeah, he's, he's nine and three. Yeah, he's he's nine and three. Better, uh, lately, according to what Jim Memolo was saying yesterday on, yeah, on yeah, Sunday, that's, that's nine out of those twenty-eight wins that we, uh, we yeah, talked he, about. He's so nine and good. three with a three point eight six ERA. So, okay. uh, well, well, but and they say that uh, the reason why the Red Sox were, were made this trade is they were very impress, impressed with his record, considering all of most of all of those games this year have been against. American League's team, so that's yeah. one of the reasons why they did that. Yeah. And remember, remember, apparently they had to get some agreement from his agent because he had made a comment earlier in the season. Andrew Kashner did that if he were traded, he would simply retire. So they had to get some agreement from his agent that he that that he would he would not do that. So apparently, yeah. the agent did okay. secure them that that won't happen. Yeah. So but then that we, brings uh, up have... interesting things. That brings up some interesting stories with the trade deadline coming up. Of who's going to be mm-hmm. buyers and who's going to be sellers? With this, yeah, we got seventeen days left. So with the one, one team trade that deadline. One... One guy I was hearing about today, because I was listening to the end of the Tigers game, and they were talking about their closer and how well he's been pitching this year, Shane Green. And he yes. could be somebody the Red Sox could be interested in or other teams who are looking for closers because, you know, he's apparently not a fireball guy, but he's one of these, he's got a low batting average when, when the ball is put in play. You know, the light, lazy five, fly balls, ground balls, things like that. People don't make hard contact on him. And uh, that's just as good as getting strikeouts and, and more economical sometimes, too. But, you know, here's the thing that with the trade deadline. There's so many teams. I mean, the Tigers, you know, they're sellers because they're not going to win anything. The Royals, you know, anybody, anything they can probably unload. The Orioles. The yeah. Orioles. Teams like that. But where you get into to an interesting situation, apparently – the Cleveland Indians say they are at least willing to listen to offers for some of their talent, like Trevor Bauer, among others. They're yeah. at least willing to listen. So, um, And it would make you wonder, if they decide to do that, would they much rather restock the system than to maybe just get in a one game where you may or may not win and, you know, then it didn't matter anyway. Well, you look at that, and when I ran that National League stuff down, who were the only teams that were out of it, the, the, seemingly? The Mets and the Marlins and the uh, Giants. And the, Gi- Mets, yeah, Marlins, the Giants and the are Giants. coming along a little bit, too, just slightly, but they are. So they, no, they, are, they are, but the Giants, the Giants have basically already said they're going to they're gonna listen to offers on what they have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, so that's three teams in the National League is about all you can – because when you're a team like the Reds, and, Bill, you can comment if you want. When you're a team like the Reds and you can actually sell a few extra seats in August and September by saying, hey, we're only four games out of the wild card or something, you're going to want to do it. You don't want to send uh, one of your stars away if you're going to do that. Well, you know? not only that, so, but you're not going to say, oh, we're going to sell everybody off. You're going to lose all your yeah. you know, sales. Well, Dick, Williams, Dick Williams, Bill, your GM was on Sirius XM this morning. And he said they are absolutely not sellers. He said they are they are trying to to buy and get better. That's what that yeah. was the message. Well, we'll see. Okay, so we got a whole bunch. Hey, we're not done with baseball. Of course, we had the All Star Game last Tuesday, and the American League beat the National League four to three, seventh win in a row for the American League, and uh, in Cleveland. And Shane Beaver was the uh, MVP of the game, and he, I guess uh, you, apparently he's the only uh, the second player to strike out. Uh, the side in his home ballpark. I think the other might have been Pedro in '99. I could be wrong, but I, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think it yeah. was Pedro. Yeah, yeah. And Pedro so. was on TV today, Chris. Oh, he was. What was he doing he, there? He did the Nationals TV Phillies it. game. It was Don Arcillo and Pedro Martinez that did the Nationals Phillies. Yeah, Pedro oh. is. He is. He is the CBS uh, broadcaster. One of yeah. the guys. Yeah. Okay. And then we had the death this week, and we have some deaths in uh, in all our sports, in, uh, all our sports actually this week. Because again, being gone two weeks, Jim Bouton died this week at 80 years old. He played for the Yankees from 1962 through 1968. 
played for the Seattle Pilots. Yes, there were the Seattle Pilots in 1969 who later became the uh, Brewers the next year. He then went in the middle of that season because there was a big race in the National League West. So he went to Houston, who was trying to win that. They did not. The Braves did. But anyway, he was there in 69 and 70. Then he, uh, came, he retired, went and worked at WABC-TV Channel 7 in New York as a sports anchor, and then WCBS-TV Channel 2, came back with the Braves in 1978. I don't know why, but he did. Braves weren't very good. He came back. Uh, I don't know how long that lasted, but he did do it. And then he also, but more importantly, perhaps, uh, he wrote the book Ball Four, and it was the first really behind-the-scenes sports book, let alone on baseball, I think on anything. It was always, you know, everybody's a great guy and everything's fine. Oh, no. Uh, Ball, Ball Four was a very interesting book to read. I, I'm happy to say I read it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, and But, yeah. but don't you agree, Robert, that from the history of the book, that that was the first real tell-all book? That, uh, oh, yes, sports. it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, that came out about 1970, and they were thinking he might be blackballed from baseball. He was not, but uh, when it came out in 69 or 70, I think it was chronicling the Mar- the um, uh, pilot season. So I think it was yes, 70 it was. When it came out. But he yeah. also uh, he also uh, did a lot on the Yankees, and uh, the Yankees did blackball him from Yankee Stadium for several years. Right. So. And then, uh, and he also was involved in, uh, and I never heard of it either. We had people talking about it on our board over there, where we're where we're inviting everybody to come. Big League Chew Bubble Gum. Okay, so there you go. You yeah. know about that. He did also, the commercials for that. Yes, he did. Yes. He did. I remember. Yeah. The uh, we had another death, and the, the interesting thing was this guy's number actually, Gary Kolb. K-O-L-B. He was an outfielder, if I recall, for the Cardinals from 19... He was died at 79. He was with the Cardinals from 60 through 63. Milwaukee in 64, 65. And the Mets in 65. And then the Pirates from 68, 69. Must have gone to the minors. Uh, he was sort of a utility outfielder. But he was the last person to wear number 20 in St. Louis before uh, they gave it to Lou Brock. And, of course, it was retired after that. Uh, then we had... Uh, we just talked about Andrew Kashner. We talked about... Um, uh, Bob uh, Gibson, and that's very sad. Hopefully, he'll be okay. And uh, Dwight Gooden actually got arrested for a co- for a drug violation for cocaine. I heard today, so yes. that that was something that happened too. Uh, let's see. I think that's all my baseball um, notes. Well, let, me get, then, let me run down these uh, the Atlantic League, and this will transition over into basketball here. At when we well, go, and then we, we got to don't we don't you want to talk about Tyler Skaggs and, the, and oh that's that, true. Oh yeah, let's yes. get the Tyler Skaggs stuff first. Yeah. Let's yeah. get the Tyler right. Skaggs. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Skaggs, while while we were gone, he passed away in his hotel room. I think on it July first. Right on July first. Yeah. yeah. July first. He they found him dead in his hotel room. July first. They do not know what the cause of death is. The family doesn't want the uh, autopsy released. And, Dan he, Rather, and he was only twenty seven people. Yeah. So yeah. At go. the time, Dan Rather went on and said, "We d- we should." know what happened because he's a public figure. Uh, I disagree with that. That's up to the family. If they want us to know, they let us know. They called the game, of course, July 1st, as you know. Uh, you know, they called they call that game. Uh, Rangers did a nice tribute to him the next night. Uh, 27 years old. Uh, very, very emotional. But Friday night, coming out of the All-Star break, that was the Angels' first home game. Uh, his birthday was Saturday. July 13th. His mom was not available on the 13th to do something. Plus, they wanted to do something the night that they came home, you know, coming out and everything. So, of course, Friday, we talk about combined no-hitters, whether we like them or not. They, Angel threw a combined no-hitter. They won the game, scored 13 runs. Seven runs in the first inning. 13 overall. He was born on 7-13. Then, the last time a combined no-hitter was thrown in the state of California, 7-13-91, the day he was born in Oakland and Baltimore. That, this reminds so, me of Paul, it reminds me of Paul Harvey here. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, 7-13-91, the day he was, which is very ironic that that's, you know, that, that was the last time, the day he was born was the last time a combined no-hitter in California. Say what you will, will about combined no-hitters, but it's a story. They, they honored him. It was very well. His mom threw up the first pitch. Uh, she was very emotional about it, and Mike Trout was very emotional. A lot of folks were. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so, so uh, anyway, Sean, what what are the I mean, not Sean Perry? What do you have on this Atlantic League? Uh, the Atlantic role? League and uh, the, the, you know they're, they're an independent league, aren't they? They are an independent yes, league, yes. yes. But they do have players in this league, though, who have played in the big leagues, yeah. you know, play in this league. But he, here's what ha- here's what they're trying just just to name you a few of them. Number one, they are playing around with this computerized strike zone. But if the home plate umpire thinks that it's an obvious wrong call, he can overrule the computer. So I guess in my mind, what would that? Why would you then want the computers at all yeah. if you're going to let the guy overrule you? Yeah. But then there's some really screwy ones. How about this one? If on any pitch, it does not have to be strike three, but on any pitch, the ball gets away from the catcher, you can steal first base on any pitch. That's a stupid rule, but okay. That is very yeah. stupid. And then, of course, yeah. you know, you've heard others like they want to move the mound back by a couple of feet and all this stuff. But um, to me, the, to me, this is just all gimmick stuff in my mind. Yeah. I oh, it so. is. It, it's independent league baseball. But apparently, Major League Baseball is at least paying attention to it. So yeah, well, well not to, all of them. They're, they're paying attention to the strike zone, the the ro the robot rules they call it, the robot right. right. And, and maybe moving the mound we're... back or, or yeah. lowering it or, or doing something. Yeah, they, they've talked about the mound themselves, about doing uh, maybe changing that a little bit. So Now, we are happen. at the halfway point. So, Sean, how can people call us if they want to? All right. Well, of course, they can call us 646-876-9923 or download the Zoom app. Or also, you can, uh, then when you get into it, 7723-4600, hit pound key twice, call on in. Okay, so I think and we're going to do a little. And raise, your, and raise your hand if you have anything to say. Raise yeah. your hand. Start and now we're going to go, go into some NBA. I'm just going to read some transactions that I got. I well, well, no, before, before this, since we tied in the NBA list, before you get the transactions, since that ties in with the Atlantic League, that's good, the Atlantic League transaction. The NBA has also announced a rule change. They are allowing teams one challenge. If you have a timeout left, you can challenge. You'll be able to challenge a call, a foul, whatever. They're going to allow one challenge, but if you and if you have a timeout, you you overrule, you lose your timeout. Sort of similar to the NFL, they're, yeah. they're throwing that. So now so you said that more, before about a foul. My my question is similar to what we're going to do in the preseason in football. There's a whole difference between challenging if something goes out of bounds, challenging a three point shot, you know, something of that sort. That's fine. That that you can get a replay, but a foul is a judgment call, and I don't see how you can be challenging fouls, uh, you know, at any point. Well, it's no different than challenging calls in the NFL. Challenging, uh, but they don't. No, no, no. You're not getting it. They don't challenge judgment calls like that yet. Now they're going to try this, but it's always been about did the ball go out of bounds? Did the guy catch it? Which is tough one, but it's not the official judgment that's being, yes, he, he makes the initial call on in the field about catching the ball and stuff. There's a difference though between a pass interference call and a foul, and, and, and I don't know if you agree with me, Perry and Robert, but chime in after I finish. There's a difference between a pass interference call where somebody's made physical contact with somebody and, and there's a, a no catch, or a foul where somebody, you know, disrupts a play. Was it a foul or a pass interference call as opposed to a ball going over a line or being caught? How do you guys feel, Barry and Robert? Well, I, I think what you're going to see in the NBA, Chris, is this is going to be used on uh, basket interference calls, right. yeah. uh, yes. you know, uh, things of that sort. I don't Balls think, out of bounds, three pointers. I don't think it'll be on every, on, every, on every call, but there are there are several. And, and of course, if you're overturned, like, just like the NFL, you lose that timeout. Right. Yeah, but I, I think the foul, I think that's a whole other step that I, the NFL is just, just teetering on now and might try during preseason. But they, I don't think they approved it for the season yet. I think they're going to try it. But that, a foul and pass interference, when you, you ch- uh, challenge that kind of thing, everything else, like all the baseball calls are out of ball. Goal setting is part of it. I don't yeah, know. well, Chris, that's, that's uh, where the ball uh, is and where, where – that, 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 but that's not physical It contact. involves the ball. It involves the ball. Uh, Chris, I, I do know the NFL is going to use the pass interference thing for the entire regular season. So Okay, they're going to try yeah. it. This will be a new step. And yeah. We'll see how yeah. it goes because what's pass interference to you might not be pass interference to uh, Scott Solak if the Patriots committed it, for example. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll see how that all goes. Yeah. But uh, it's a different but, area. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this works and how all, how all, what all the challenges are as they're working it out. Like I said, I know goaltending, said out of bounds, there are fouls. Yeah. There are certain fouls that are going to be challenges. Well, what they it. they could do. 
but they already do it. It's a flagrant foul. They already stop and look at the foul and see if it's a flagrant foul. They're already doing that, yeah. but they already, but they're not taking the foul away. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the difference that would be. So we'll see how it, how it actually works. Yeah. Okay. For some transactions and any that I missed. There's been a few. There's yeah, been quite well, a few. We had, a, now we did a whole bunch of them two weeks ago, so we're not going to talk about them anymore, but we had a few Al Horford that did leave the Celtics, went to Philadelphia. Um, Ennis Cantor came to the Celtics from uh, Portland as a center uh, because they had already lost, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Baines, uh, and I forget where he ended, ended up going. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, okay. Aaron Baines. Uh, okay. Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, and then they made a trade and brought in Paul George. So now... Within a two-hour period. That's so true. Now, and the question yeah, is, are they co-favorites with the Lakers out there? Uh, they are, they are, they went from 12 to one. They're seven to one odds as far as and, winning. And where are the Lakers? Uh, Lakers are dropped. Lakers uh-huh. are not as, yeah. they're not as favored because they really didn't with Anthony Davis, LeBron haven't really, haven't really done a lot. But the Paul George thing, which kind of that ties into the next transaction or one of the others, because Paul George he, uh, you know, apparently what happened, Kawhi Leonard's people said, I'd love to play with Paul George. Paul George, uh, he, you know, they went they went to Oklahoma City. Paul George knew Oklahoma City had an idea of rebuilding anyway. So apparently he said, I would be up to this. They had talked about getting Paul George to Toronto or the Clippers. He said, hey, if you sign with Clippers, if you get Paul George, I will sign. They worked it out. Uh, several Oklahoma City acquired several first-round draft picks. I don't have them all in front of me right now, but it was several that they acquired for Paul George. They picked him up uh, also, which led to the fact of Oklahoma City, the talk was Russell Westbrook being traded, and the rumor at the time was he was going to Miami, possibly the Knicks. The last choice was Houston, but then they went ahead, traded Russell Westbrook for several first-round draft picks, plus some swaps, which is what they did with the Clippers, and Chris Paul. So Chris yeah, Paul's so Russell Westbrook is now in Houston. But without Chris Paul, of course, the rumor is there are several teams that they would like to trade for him. The rumor is Miami and the Lakers. That's what they're looking at for Chris Paul. But those are the main transactions. I mean, okay. Jimmy, Butler, them, Billy, Jimmy Butler Jimmy went to Butler Miami. Miami. He yeah. went, to Miami. went to Miami. Yeah. And yeah, let's see. Demarcus uh, hey, Russell went to Golden State, right? Yes. Demarcus Russell. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that was in the Kevin Durant trade. Uh, Kevin Durant is Kevin now Durant a member trade. of the uh, Nets. So yeah. yeah. So, the, okay. the Warriors are, uh, are going to completely look different. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. They lost Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Quinn Cook. They lost a whole and, bunch of people. Demarcus Russell is totally different, too. They're going to have yeah. about four or five new players. The Rockets. And the Rockets went with this Westbrook trade, which I think could either be really good or really bad, because remember there was tension in Oklahoma City. They went to being the fourth most favorite team to win the uh, championship. You had, you know, now you got, I mean, the Clippers, Golden State still in there, Rockets, and Toronto. Those are your four. And Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. And Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee's still in there also. Yeah. And the interesting thing about the Kawhi deal, this is what makes it interesting. Kawhi did not sign a four-year deal. Kawhi signed a three-year, $106 million deal with an opt-out on the third year. Well, so that he, means- he, he did that, Sean, to match Paul George's contract. See, that yeah. way they can, they can both become free agents in three years. Hold on, guys. Any more transactions, Chris? We have two hands. No, we, we have a death, though, and that was yeah. Lewis Lloyd. We'll, we'll, do the, uh, we'll do the deaths, and then we'll get the two hands. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Lewis, Lewis Lloyd, uh, he died. He was 60 years old. He was in gold, with Golden State from 81 through 83. Houston, 83 through 86, part of the uh, NBA Finals team that lost to the Celtics in six. Yeah, the Bill Walton uh, and the Big Three in uh, 86. Then uh, in, in late 86, he was suspended for cocaine with uh, Mitchell Wiggins. And so he was out for, I think, a year and a half or something. He came back yeah. and he played in the CBA for a couple of years, back to Houston in 89 and 90. And then he finished up in Philadelphia in 90. So uh, he was, uh, you know, a pretty good player. But uh, that was uh, the last note I had on basketball. So we could do some calls, I guess. Okay, let's do the calls. Uh, Pam, you're going to be next, but Jerry is first. So, Jerry, go ahead. Okay. Um 
The other night on the All-Star game, Joe Buck said some positive things about Michael Kay. What a great television broadcaster he is for the Yankees. And, of course, we wish him well, throat surgery and all that. Does anyone hold, know hold, who hold on, Hold on, Jerry, just a second. Just so that everybody knows, for those who have not heard, Michael Kay, the television voice of the Yankees, did have throat surgery to uh, repair something in his voice. And, yes, we wish him very well on that. Go ahead, Jerry. Does anyone know who's replacing Michael Kay? Oh, he's gone. No. Okay. All right. Uh, also, um, in speaking of the Yankees and announcers while we're doing that, John Sterling's streak ended while we were gone. Of oh, yeah. having done, I don't think we knew that that was, we might have just found that out, but there was a guy apparently named Ryan Rucco who replaced him for the uh, that series in Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, Perry or anybody, did anybody hear him? Was he, was I, he did, good? I did, yeah, I did, I did. Yes, he, he was very good. He, uh, he is one of the announcers that the Yes Network uses for play-by-play, so it isn't like he doesn't know the team. Yeah. Right. And so it could be, Jerry, that he's doing the TV now with Michael Kay out. That's, you know? that's true, yeah. yeah. So that, that could be what they're doing. Any, anything else, Jerry, before we go to Pam? Uh, no. Okay, Pam, okay. you're next. All right, thank you, folks, and good evening to everyone, and welcome back. Uh, thank you. I, I wanted to make a comment about this uh, computerized strike zone thing that they're trying out. I frankly, there's a part of me that almost hopes is some form of it comes to Major League Baseball, primarily because they need a uniform strike zone. I am tired of the umpire being able to decide a baseball game with his size of a strike zone. They used to be knees to chest. And that's the way, you know, they need to settle on one way and, and leave it that way. Well, the other thing that's even worse, Pam, that happens is a strike in the third inning isn't the same strike in the sixth inning with the same umpire. That's even I worse. Know that. Well, it, it has to do with how tired they are or how hot it is or, or maybe maybe they're waiting on them. Or who's been talking to him? You know, one catcher may be a nicer guy to him that night yep. than the other catcher. So he's I not mean, getting – the one guy's getting more breaks than the other guy. It's I human nature. Wanna... I don't want to replace the umpires in baseball. They're, no. they're definitely, you know, it's, it's not about that, but they, they need to standardize what they're doing, you know, just for the, for, to be fair to everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I hope I don't sound terrible for saying this, but I think in some cases they need younger umpires. I think some of these guys are too old. Well, yeah, there, you know what? That. the obvious one, Robert, the worst umpire in the league is not that old, and that every year he's voted the worst, and that's Angel Hernandez. Yeah, I know. That's correct. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I understand that, but uh, but some of the know, guys on the list that you that you would probably be thinking are guys like maybe Joe West, people like yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there is that. So anyway, so going transitioning to the NFL. Um, I guess maybe we should talk about this crazy proposal. I'm telling you, these these league front offices and things, every week they seem to come up with something a little bit crazier. And uh, an 18-game NFL schedule is a good idea, and I think the networks would like that. But this, uh, Perry, why don't you run it down about how this would work, uh, the, the current proposal that nobody's agreed to yet. It's just out there. Right. They're just trying to talk because I think both sides would like to avoid any kind of stoppage. But yeah. it is a an 18-game regular season. You would take away two preseason games. Players would only play in 16 of the 18 games, and you would expand the playoffs to eight teams so you would have an extra week of playoffs. And the Super Bowl would be uh, on, on Easter or what? There's a couple of things wrong with this picture. Number one, I don't see the networks going along with this idea of players only playing in 16 out of the 18 games. Because what if you have a Sunday night game, say it's New England and Pittsburgh, and it's on Sunday night uh, football, and you're, the teams show up, but Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady don't play. An even a better example, and the one that would really be more likely to happen, is the Patriots and Cowboys on Sunday night. And I think they are scheduled for Sunday yeah. night. And and we're not obviously this year is not happening, but uh, Brady and uh, you know uh, Prescott will be playing, but yeah. barring injury. But but th- what Bill Belichick has always said, and it's true because of the tiebreakers, that you would you your interconference games are less important than your division games are the most important, and your conference games are next, and that's 
that's where he would pull the guys. I know he would because he looks at yep. it from, I've got to get in the playoffs. And a lot of people understand that. And you'd start, you'd see these interconference games, which look great on paper all the time, Patriots and Cowboys or whatever. And, and you'd, you'd have it. And then people would be, well, where's Brady? Where's Prescott? Where's this one? Where's that one? So yeah. Early reaction the season the in August. So- Earlier reaction, Chris, from the players are the players do not want an 18 game schedule. They, yeah, they, 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 they are completely opposed this, to that. This, this probably is not going to happen. Like I heard from one person, what they're doing, they're throwing something out there to get it started. Come yeah. to the collective bargaining, and then they can say, okay, we'll take this away, and then we'll concede, Correct. Correct. and then they'll work on a, something lesser, which I, you know, I've heard. I mean, I personally, what they want to do. Because everybody always talks about the Monday after Super Bowl should be a holiday. They right. want to get it to President's Day weekend. Well, they might get it past President's Day with all this. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. Well, no. I would. Well, with, with my proposal that I would do, you still play sixteen games, but you get three weeks off, three bye weeks, and one of the bye weeks is your uh, when you play a Thursday night game. Oh, Thursday yeah. night games do not start until week four. Is whatever after week. Well, I have week one the opening. Then week four on. Then when you get to December, go to Saturday. You don't need to buy a week on a Saturday. You know, then they can go. You know, all the bye weeks are done. <clears throat> you still have 10, 11, 12 games each week, depending on who has bye weeks and when. And then they can work it. It goes right in. The, they have their, their President's Day holiday, which, you know, they have it. You still have 19 weeks to play 16 games. Right now you have 17 weeks. And so I think the NFL would like that. You still have your 16 games. The players like it. Also, I do think, however, they need to get rid of, of two preseason games, which they will not yeah. do. But I'd like to see one home, one away, one neutral site game. Let Hall of Fame game count as a neutral site. And one home, one away, one neutral. And give them Labor Day weekend off. Because nobody, nobody play, you know, give them now. They have three preseasons. Yeah. And then the 16 games and the 19 weeks. The problem, well, the one, the problem with the preseason games are, is this. The, unless you give them the 18-game schedule, the owners are not going to do that because they'll lose money. Oh, yeah, they'll right. lose game yeah. money. So the yeah. other thing, too, uh, oh, uh, is the networks really don't want the season to start before Labor Day. They used to have games. Remember, we used to have games Labor Day weekend. Those ratings were not, even though it was the opener and everything, they were not as good. The no, 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 no. It would start the same weekend that it starts now. Right. Labor but I'm Day saying weekend if you did the 18, I'm talking about the 18 games, you have to pretty much start it. You'd be starting I don't know. They would, no, they would, they, would not start, they would not start before Labor Day. They would start when they did and go into President's Day weekend, two weeks later. Well, I'd have to sit here and do the math, but I don't know if you got enough weeks with your eight. If, I'm talking about the 18. No, you, would have, you wouldn't have enough weeks to do that. No. Uh, yeah, yeah because would. right now it's the first week of February. It would go into the third week, which is President's Day. Two more right. weeks is what, it, what it's doing. So what it would do, it would start the same time. It would start the same time it would. And then they would just have two more weeks. The playoffs would not start the weekend after New Year's. They would start two weeks later, which would be in some weeks MLK weekend. And yeah, what, then say the first week of February would be your championship. Third weekend of February. Yeah. Going Again, I'd have to sit down and figure it out. Problem, I think the problem with this is the NFL playoffs right now, it's cool that it's tough to get in. But if we would have done this last year, and I know you could have, you, there's always a chance of it happening. If you'd have had the playoffs with eight teams, then you'd have had an under 500 team in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the NFL I mean, playoffs yeah. are—they're tough to get into, and I think that's what makes them so appealing. Yeah, that's right. And you start watering—it's a little bit of watering down when you when you do that. The NFL is the least watered down uh, professional sport we have. You know, you know well, we got 162 your... baseball games and 82 hockey and basketball games, right. and a lot of teams in the playoffs, especially in hockey and basketball. Yeah. So this is why it drones to a lot of people. It drones on and on. And the well, NBA's what, been able you... to the NBA's been able to salvage that with saying, okay, Kyrie's coming back to Boston or or uh, Kawhi Leonard's coming back to Toronto or something. You, you right. know, they they build some stuff up, but that you know, and they make some marquee matchups and they're good at it. But it, it just doesn't really uh, fly for for a lot of people. Uh, basically, if, right now, if okay, right now, if if this year, if they expanded to an eighteen game schedule. It would start the same weekend. Super Bowl would be February the 17th, which is President's Day weekend. Okay, if it works, that's fine. But, okay, we need to get to some other NFL, and and there were some some deaths and some other things to talk about. We had John Charles die. Now, he was uh, the 21st draft pick in 1967 out of Purdue. 
He was 75 years old. He was taken by the Boston Patriots. That shows how far back that goes. Played for the Patriots from 68, 67 through 69. That's when the draft was uh, right at the beginning of the year. I remember those drafts. Then he went to Minnesota in 70, Houston, 71 to 74. I never realized he played as long in the league as he did. And, uh, and let's see. So and and now here's one, Sean. I want you to comment on the Houston Texans. Say they will not officially have a GM. Yes, that's what I was about to comment on. I was about to list Houston Texans have decided that this year they will not have a GM. There will be a committee, so they're saying they will decide, you know, amongst committee when decisions, personnel director will make certain decisions, coach will handle, which basically remember the whole uh, deal where they wanted the guy from New England. uh, Nick Casario. Nick Casario, yeah, yeah. They wanted him. He still has one more year in his contract. Mm-hmm. They're basically hanging out because they still they're want still paying like three of them, aren't they, or something? Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're paying a couple. They're, 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 they're going to wait for Casario's contract to expire, and then but, they'll give. But him there's no GM, no GM. So who is in charge? Yeah. Who is in charge? That's uh, that's the idiocy of the Charles, Charles is in charge. Charles, it's, Charles it's the inmates in the asylum, is what it is. Well, yeah. it's Jim O'Brien because he's got the biggest name in Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, and they, yeah. they uh, you know, chimp of basketball coach. But Bill O'Brien, yeah, he's the guy with the biggest name, and he's probably the one that's really going to have a lot to say about most of these things. And he wants to serious. He wants. Yes, because they work yeah. together with the Patriots. So, yeah. okay, another death. And uh, this guy was a longtime player and coach. Walt Michaels died. He was 89 years old. He was a linebacker. Came up uh, with Green Bay in 51. He then played for the Browns from 52 through 61, quite a long time. And then he was a defensive coach for many teams uh, from 63 through 76. Then he coached the Jets from 77 to 82. In 81, he uh, brought them to their first playoff appearance where they lost to Buffalo in their first playoff game since they'd been in in the Super Bowl. And then in 82, he brought him to the AFC Championship game. That was the year that we had. Eight, you talk about eight teams. There were eight in that playoff on each side <clears throat> because we had the nine-game season. And so eight teams would, were in, and they, they got to the uh, AFC Championship game, lost in the rain to Miami, uh, 14 to nothing on January 23rd of 83. And 17 days later, he resigned. Uh, he said he, he needed to spend more time. Uh, well, with his family, his mother was very ill in the last part of that season. Uh, and then he, he resigned after that. And then he coached for the USFL, New Jersey Generals, from 80, in 84 and 85. And who was the owner of the New Jersey Generals? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. So he coached for Donald Trump for two years. Yep. And then I remember, and I can't remember all the people that were on some of these shows, but they, there was uh, there was a sports betting show that used to be on on like Saturday mornings that I used to watch in the late eighties and early nineties. Remember when they had the nine hundred numbers and all that stuff? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And he he was one of the people that was on that for a couple of years. I think Fodge Fodge Fadzigo was on, and uh, Ron Meyer, and they had all kinds of different people talking NFL and and uh, you know college football. So uh, he he was on that. And uh, let's see, let's see what else. Oh, then uh, Sean, this is another one up your alley, or Robert, both of you guys. Uh, Direct TV, Sunday tickets, all that stuff. What's going uh, on? Uh, well, uh, their their contract is up, from what I hear, and so yes. it's cur- it's currently being bid on. And one of the one of the uh, people that are bidding on it is this app called the Zone. And so there's uh, a bunch of okay, there's a bunch of ways they're going with this. Yeah, they're talking about either opening it up the way the NFL does to anybody where the zone could be a player in it along with everybody having it. They're also talking about the zone having it exclusively. There's also talks of YouTube getting involved Mm -hmm. uh, because which that brings me up to another point. Major League Baseball throughout the TBS game, apparently YouTube is doing a game of the week. I believe it's on, uh, I forget, Tuesday. It's Dodgers in Philly. And Facebook is still doing baseball games also, and they may yeah, be involved and, but, in this NFL stuff. But there, there's talk of all of these for your individual games to watch out of market. But there's also, you know, all of these people, because, you know, they see... They say, hey, wait a minute, DirecTV, what's going on here? Apparently the NFL is not real happy necessarily with DirecTV and with AT&T, so they're looking at other options. So, like I said, next well, year... Well, believe me, as, there- a, as a DirecTV subscriber, I can tell you, being a, uh, being a person that has paid for NFL Sunday ticket in the past... The NFL, over any other sport, charges way too much money for their package. And 
And they would like, they, they part, I mean, I think they would like to get it out to more people. If they, So you may see it in three or four different platforms, whether you have cable, whether you have The Zone, whether you have YouTube. All, I mean, right now they have it. You can get it direct TV and PlayStation. I think those are the two ways you get it. Yeah, yeah like the, NFL, the NFL, unlike uh, Major League Baseball, and I know, Bill, you and I listen to a lot of things on, on audio. The NFL does not even offer an audio package anymore. No. No. Right. So, of course, the, with the cable companies, they're all regionalized, so you'd have to work that out. Because the one thing that DirecTV had was, and Dish Network has, is they're national. And so it was easy well, to, but, to deal with one, the, one player. The MLB, you know? the MLB, the NHL, the NBA packages are on all the cable companies as well as DirecTV. Yeah, and Dish they're, they're, there's no exclusivity with uh, and they're on, the and I believe, yeah. And a bunch of them are also signing with the zone right. now. I think but MLB NFL, is talking to the zone. And I'm not saying the NFL is right, and I'm, I don't think they are, because it'd be great if people could just watch the games on Comcast like they do MLB games or anything else. And that's what I have, although I'm always a radio guy. But now, Perry, as far as the audio is concerned, for those of us that have the tune-in, will we able to? Will we be able to get our NFL if we want to listen to stuff? You mean the tune-in the tune live? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, you will. Yeah. And okay. By the way, we're down to about a minute, so if anybody's got anything, they better make it good or hold it. Uh, why don't okay. we uh, hold it? There was a very quick thing in the, the NHL center. Greg Johnson died. He was uh, he was 48 years old only. He played for the Red Wings from 93 through 97. He then played for the Penguins in 97, the Blackhawks, 97-98, Nashville, 98-06. And that means he would have been on that 97 uh, Red Wings championship team, I think. Robert, we didn't get to your NHL signings. We can do that next week, though. Okay. And, and, uh, probably and next just week to- we'll also get to the outline that I want to go to the NCAA versus California. That takes more than a minute, which could get right. rather interesting. And, and uh, college media days start this week. So, okay. but so Sean, we're, so about we minute, let, we're about a minute and a half, so go ahead. All right. Well, we want to let you all know, once again, we thank you all for coming back to us. Uh, you can interact with us now at 712-432-3642. Hit five from the main menu. Go to bulletin board number nine. That is the Sports Times board. We should have done this a year ago, but we didn't. Hey, so... Now, and remember, well, no, unlike, we, unlike, we before, unlike before where, where you sent us private messages, you're interacting yeah. with us publicly now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hears your message. Yes. And we and, can respond. And, we can, we can respond to you immediately, but yeah. also, also there are several ways. If you miss this at any time, remember, go to legendoldies.com. Also go to worldwide space legend in your podcaster type in sports Lounge live that will deliver it to you and a brand new number this is for now but who knows possibly for a while because we well we're not going into that right now but 832-999-8604 is the number to listen to it on your phone so anyway folks we are glad you're and if all you back do, and if us. you guys do need to leave us a message that you don't want in the public you can leave it there and i can make sure the other two guys get it okay yes that's yes, good. feel free. Yes. Okay. What are we, Bill? About 30 seconds? We're about five seconds. Five seconds. Okay. All right. See you next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Coming. 